Money FM 89.3, best of your money. Influence with Michelle Martin on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. They're in the business of smiles or smile cosmetics, to be precise. Today, we shine the company's spotlight on Zenium. They're a Singapore-based D2C dental brand, which last June raised $40 million in a Series B round of funding led by El Capitan. This, in addition to the $16.1 million US dollars that Zenium raised in its Series A funding. Zenium has expanded to Japan. It's its ninth market to date. The startup has been named a LinkedIn top startup this year and is, it says, one of Asia's fastest growing consumer dental product brands. It's got a presence in Singapore, Hong Kong, Malaysia, Taiwan, Vietnam, Indonesia, Thailand and Macau. So fantastic in this edition of Influence to get to know and meet founder of Zenium, former tech entrepreneur Julian Atrope, founder and CEO of Zenium. How are you? this morning. Hi, Michelle. I'm doing super well. Thanks so much for having me. Good to meet you. So you have experience building payment, contents and e-commerce companies in Europe and Asia and Africa. I wonder if you can share a little how your tech experience and this concept of working with a network of dentists came together for this business built around affordable braces here in Asia. Right. So my experience indeed in the past was more on the software and tech side. Um, but nowadays, Zenium is the leading smile cosmetics company here in Southeast Asia. And we founded it um, together with three founders, one of them being actually a dentist here in 2018 in Singapore. And we wanted to build on the massive macroeconomic tailwinds of the region and of the category. And as of today, we offer an expanding range of dental care products like toothpaste and a power brush. Um, but you were asking about kind of the flagship product, Zenium Clear, and the link to technology. That yes. Yeah. So these are 3D printed invisible braces, and you can use them to straighten your teeth at an affordable price. And contrary to some DIY players, we decided from the beginning on within Zenium that we never would compromise on the quality and we would always work together with dentists to make sure um, that we can provide a safe and high quality treatment outcome. And there's a traditional part to the treatment where mm -hmm. we're working with locally licensed orthodontists and dentists that have experience in clear aligner treatment and where every single customer goes through an X-ray, a 3D scan of their teeth, and gets an in-person consultation by an actual doctor. So not that much, let's say, software technology in there, right? Mm -hmm. But we wanted to make the accessibility and the process to get started with Zenium much easier. And this is where we started leveraging uh, technology. So you can go on our website and you can submit a free smile assessment where you snap some pictures of your teeth and we will tell you for free whether you are a candidate and we'll guide you through the process from there. And while technology saves you time in the beginning, we do not stop there. So to cater to the logistics of the region, you know, traffic in Singapore, you sometimes think it's bad, but it's nothing compared, let's say, to having to go to a dentist in Thailand or in Indonesia, where it might take you a long time to, um, to just go once a month. Um, to a dentist. And so our customers can connect um, with Zenium via our app and track their progress at regular intervals. 
And once the smile transformation is then complete, we support you also still via the app where you can order retainers, toothbrushes, teeth whitening and all kinds of dental cosmetic packages. Absolutely fascinating. So um, the, the tech goes into something called a tech stack that backs the clear aligners. Um, how are you able that, to make the aligners so affordable? That's right. So if you, if you think about it, um, it's easy nowadays to launch an aligner company. Um, the production process of the aligner company is something just printing or 3D printing the aligners is something that's becoming more and more accessible. So right. this is really done by the advent of 3D printing technology and by that technology now being more and more available in different parts of the world. So whereas 20 years ago, you could only get this in the United States. Nowadays, um, overall, there's more aligner companies. But what's very hard is to kind of consistently drive a good level of customer experience. So uh, we have a 4.9 rating on Google with over 1,000 five-star reviews. Um, and we believe that our internal customer satisfaction scores are best in class in the category. And so many people were skeptical in the beginning. And you're talking about the affordable price. Yeah. Um, 70% cheaper than braces. I mean, that sounds like a big claim. Right. And, and people thought, can you deliver quality um, when, you, uh, when you offer this affordable price point? And what we eventually did, it comes down to not cutting corners, right? So every Zenium customer sees a dentist in person, gets an x-ray, we invest into the best available materials, and we built a company and a business model that's based on partnerships with dentists and not in competition. Mm. Um, so, for instance, we're even training our dentists. We partnered with uh, INSEAD, Singaporean number one business school in the world, mm -hmm. um, to offer our dentist network additional business education and other Zenium training courses for the partner networks. And through these partnerships, local sourcing and very tight um, customer experience where we leverage the technology we can offer these affordable prices. So fascinating. So last June, you raised $40 million in a round, Series B round of funding in the middle of the pandemic. You raised this last June. Um, how did this come about and what will the fresh round of funding go to? We're, we're very happy with the partnerships that we have so far. Al Catterton, which uh, is a fund invested by LVMH, so a big consumer brand, Louis Vuitton, you might know it from the high street. Um, uh, has uh, partnered with us. Before that, we had Sequoia Capital, um, which is probably one of the world's biggest funds. They did early investments back in the days in Apple, Instagram, you name it. And what helped us was really to have a strong growth profile for sure. So we have shown consistent traction in the past, starting in Singapore, but launching a new market or a new product line every quarter like uh, clockwork. And investors will eventually look at that to evaluate your future potential. Um, what was most important for us is that we had found product market fit quite early. Mm -hmm. So customers really loving our product. And so that's why I can only recommend, you know, any entrepreneur that's raising money, investors will come to your user base and they will start interviewing your users. So don't go out and fundraise if you're not very confident um, on what they will tell your, your potential investors. Um, and in the case of Zenium, 
Uh, investors received a very positive signals, lots of customers referrals, and that really helped our process. Is, is this your first business or is this, you know, would you consider yourself a serial entrepreneur? Uh, yes, I would. So I have three older brothers. They are all founders. They all have their own company. My father has its own company. So I never really had a chance. <laughs> um, I founded a company way too early when I was uh, 22 years old. And uh, that didn't work out as it should. And uh, from there on, I uh, wanted to learn from great founders. And I got very lucky in my career that I had some really great mentors and founders and CEOs that I could learn from before then um, venturing out to do Zenium myself in 2018. You've already shared a you know, great tip for people seeking their own funding. Uh, I wonder if you have any other nuggets for would-be entrepreneurs out there when it comes to that very important point of, you know, what do they need to do in order to ensure their best position to, to seek great funds, seek great investors? Right. So I think one of the first questions that oftentimes I see founders struggling with is, I ask them, do you really need venture capital? Is it really required for the company that you are founding um, that you go out and you give away a large chunk of your company? You get a lot of money in return, but you also get very high growth expectations in return. Mm -hmm. And it really depends on the business model. There are some business models which are perfectly fine to be bootstrapped. And I think sometimes nowadays, you know, raising big bucks from, uh, from big venture capital funds um, is something that, uh, yeah, is very hyped, but there's many business models that actually don't need that and would do much better if you slowly bootstrap them over the years. Um, because profitability metrics, and it's the same for us at Zenium, we look at unit economics um, very, very much, and these profitability metrics are eventually what uh, created for us uh, the option to partner with these funds together with our growth profile. But if we would have grown slower, for instance, um, then maybe we would have bootstrapped the company for longer. Um, I wonder if you can share some general questions on entrepreneurship, given you know what you've seen in terms of your start in 2018, some key lessons along the way that other entrepreneurs might be able to benefit from, whether or not they're in this industry. Right. So I think it depends a little bit. Uh, in this case, we are in a regulated uh, industry and I used to work for a payments company that's also regulated. Um, and I would just say, in general, as a founder, you need to be aware of the responsibility which you shoulder. Mm. Right? In the case of Zenium, we are changing people's physical appearance in a lasting way. And we cannot take this lightly. And so we are investing a lot into our products and processes. And that's why measuring the effectiveness of our solution through customer satisfaction and other KPIs is so crucial from the beginning. And we invested quite a lot into, again, our tech stack and uh, how, to, uh, how to measure the NPS scores and the outcomes. But we also opened a dialogue with the regulators here with the MOH and HSA in Singapore, for mm. instance, um, very early on. Mm -hmm. to make sure that they understand how Zenium is operating and how Zenium is using technology. This is very critical as you never want to find yourself operating in a gray zone when you play in a regulated sector. And for many things we were doing in the beginning, there was not even clear regulation. And we could have just said, okay, we just wing it and we just start operating. But it was always important for us to get that feedback. Um, I want to sleep well at night, so we make sure that we don't operate when we don't have absolute clarity on the prevailing rules. 
Very interesting that you decided to be regulation first. Um, yes. I wonder if you can share, Zenium I know has gone into the Japan market. Uh, what are your hopes for the rest of the other markets in Asia, you're already in Singapore, Hong Kong, Malaysia, Taiwan, Vietnam, Indonesia, Thailand, Macau. What's left? <laughs> so this is the beauty of Asia, right? I am originally from Germany, but I think, so first of all, Singapore is my home. Second of all, Southeast Asia is the most dynamic region in the world. A hundred thousand people come online for the first time every day. You don't have that anywhere else on the globe, right? And Asia um, is huge, right? It's 2 billion people, depending on how you, how you structure that. So we are very, very happy to be a decisively Asian company mm -hmm. that helps us to create products that are targeted towards Asian physiology as well, right? When moving teeth, you do it differently in Europe then you would do it, for instance, in Taiwan. Um, and what that does, is it gives us a competitive edge. Um, and within Asia, there's still enough markets to expand to. Um, so we have big dreams when it comes to that. Well, you know, we are a show for entrepreneurs and investors. So I have to ask the money question. Does Zenium have any plans to IPO in the near future? The past three years since founding Zenium mm -hmm. have been the most engaging and the best time in my life. Um, I truly enjoy operating the company and I think it's probably good advice for any founder and entrepreneur to really be laser focused on that, on op the operations. We aim to build one of the largest consumer brands in our category of Smile Cosmetics. And so instead of thinking and getting distracted by like an IPO or an exit, I much, much rather strategize on new products or how to increase overall resilience of the company and the happiness of our customers or our staff. And I truly believe that, right, if if people think about entrepreneurship to get wealthy, then I would say there's much easier ways to do that. And the journey is what counts. And if you're in it for anything else, you might not be focused on the right things. And so for me, it's all about our mission. We want to help Asia smile more. How wonderful. Well, you know, we'd really be smiling on this show if you give us heads up before you go IPO. Can you do that? <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep our fingers crossed. Julian Atrope, founder and CEO of Zenium. It's been a pleasure and a privilege to speak with you. Thank you for being here with us on Money FM. Thanks so much, Michelle. Have a great day. We wish you all the best. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.